Well, I heard there was a secret cut that Snyder made, and it's better somewhat. But you don't care for the DCEU, do ya? It goes like this for three, no stash. Joss is gone and Zach's got the cash. The joyous fans, they told us it was true. It was true. It was true. Kinda true. Sort of true. up internet you still owe the great one fifty thousand more worlds my name is matthew kroll and maybe there's a metahuman or two in fiji my name is shahir dowd <laughs> and this is the only podcast about movies specifically the film Zack snyder's justice league or zsjl uh, yes i had to do a little song to tribute to tribute uh zach and i hope to tribute our guest that we have waiting oh that's beautiful in the wonderful digital wings you hear that Jarrah? Uh, he sang this for you buddy i sang this for you honestly i was here for it so uh, I, I thought you were about to go honestly i wish you hadn't no no I, I was here for it i was like these lyrics are great i i i was one of the ones waiting for this cut so um Oof, man. <laughs> it is it is a pleasure to have you on yet again, my friend. We have not spoken to you on, on this podcast in quite some time. Boop, boop, boop. And this felt me. this felt this felt like the best possible thing. Because la- when was the last time you were with us? It wasn't Logan. It wasn't no. Batman v Superman. Oh, it geez, was... those are the last two I remember. We have we, I, I feel like we've was... had you back. Oh, something. oh, uh Miss Juneteenth. Oh, Mr. Was it Mr. Juneteenth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, I think I was on with Jesse Jollis, but that was years ago. That, that was, was a that, that was, was Ghostbusters. 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 I have I have no concept of time at all. Like, <laughs> but also, at, but oh. also waiting for the Paul Feig cut of uh, Ghostbusters to come out. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. There's God. a movie that needs to be recorrected for the history. <laughs> I mean, it, take away some of the budget, simplify it. You know, yeah. more Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Honestly, he's hilarious. Like, I, like more Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> uh, Gerard, how you doing, buddy? We are not in the same state anymore. Uh, I occasionally read headlines about you in Variety. Um, <sighs> you, the last time people could see you on Astronomy Club, there's a poster behind you right now, but it's also streaming oh. on Netflix, which everybody should go out yes. and see because you not yes. only star, write, and direct um, segments in that show, uh, but as far as I know, you've also sold a show recently. Can we talk about it? Yeah, Can we talk yeah, about man. it? Listen, listen, I'm I'm trying I'm going to tell you what I'm trying to do and this All is right. straight up. Right now there's I hope it's real, but there's a quasi diversity wave happening. What? And I'm like if y'all going to listen, let me get in while the wheels are fucking turning. <laughs> there we go. Um, listen, right man, now, you I mean, sit this one out. Jirai, is okay, there room for me on this surfboard? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Yes. Yes, I th- I think the hardest I think the hardest part about it right now is pitching stuff that isn't um, race related, and yeah, I mean that is right. like if you if you look at a lot of stuff that's getting pitched, it's like even our even our show. The title is like Sherlock Holmes, and hmm. you know the log line is like the last black detective agency in Harlem. Yeah, even though our show in itself, we're the characters are black, but it's not like they're struggling because they're black. It's right. like no, 
they live in fucking Harlem and they're just trying to protect <laughs> Harlem. But when you see the press release, it's like the black detective agency. It is like, God damn it. And I don't know. I keep looking at all these um, articles of shows coming out. It's like the black growing pains. Yeah. It's, oh snap. If you like get out, we got another version of that called them. Yeah, it's a yeah, black family. If you like us, check out them. Yeah. Check out them. <laughs> oh man. Like Lovecraft country. Listen, it's, it's like a sci-fi horror. But with racism, <laughs> it, it is, it's just it's just so much. Like, there's another show, The Underground Railroad. Yeah, yeah. You can tell by the title what it's about. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm look, like, that's, Lord a, that's an adaptation of a pretty great book. And it's Barry Jenkins. No, my, but my thing is this, though. Is like, I have no problem with everybody doing it. I'm just waiting for the day when, like, I could tell a story about just a motherfucker going into space because he's like, I want to learn about Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That's it. Just let my man go to Mars <laughs> and not be like, ah, racism made this nigga have to leave the planet. Like, I just want him to go to Mars. No, I, I actually uh, completely, I have the same issue, which is that I'm pitching a project right now and there is, I, I mean, I don't know if this is the case, but I definitely feel like people want to get, you know, people of color in the room. So it's really great to kind of be invited to the room kind of thing. But my, mm. but my project is fundamentally, there's nothing about race in my project at all. And so ultimately mm -hmm. it's like my character's names are fairly generic, you know? And it's like, yeah. you, you just, you hear it in the room where they're like, oh, this person, this person's white. And I'm like, uh, I guess, you know, yeah, and Cliff, you're like Cliff. Yeah. I'll tell you this. The funniest <laughs> thing to me, I always laugh about is like, um, you know, back in the day, you would always hear people say, um, you know, make it more urban and yeah. urban usually meant mm -hmm. black. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, the POV, mm -hmm. like, um, are you going to talk about, you know, are we going to hit on like some of your experiences? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like maybe some of the things that's happening in the in the community <laughs> as a whole. I'm like, no trick. <laughs> this nigga is going to Mars. All right. Like, like that's what that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what he's doing. Oh. We're not going to Mars. And he's dealing with it. Literally, I heard I heard one of the funniest pictures on Twitter. I guess I'm uh, like someone did pitch a story about. I guess people of color it happened to be a crew of people of color who were going out into space, mm -hmm. and they were like, "Yeah, but are like they're gonna meet the aliens, and then they have to deal with like, can we relate?" <laughs> and it's like a and it's like you know a singing about racism, and it's like, no, okay, the aliens are aliens, okay, and they don't like us because we're fucking humans and we're on the planet. They got shit to do with racism. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. Whenever there's that analogy in sci-fi, like for for it's it's. I can't really think of really quickly uh, a, a, a time when that has gone well uh, as no. a narrative device. Let's just, yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I, I think, look, I, 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 we've been doing a lot of um, uh, written by a friend of all of us, I think, Stephen Van Patten, uh, episodes on my mm. on the extra credits channel of Extra History, talking about uh, basically what I, what we've all considered under under taught stories of the black experience mm -hmm. in American history. And we've done a bunch of stuff uh, through there. And it's great to have those stories out there. They need to be, they need to instruct people that don't know about them to know about them, etc. We've talked about this before, but I am right there with you, Jira. There also needs to be a space where a, a, a non-white creator can just have a fucking cool story that doesn't have to deal with the 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 very real trials and tribulations as you said they just need to go to mars <laughs> that's it like at the end of the day 
like it's gonna come from a point of view it's like i mean look man like i'm black it's gonna have something to it but it's like it's not gonna be the story so again so like to talk about our show our show is more of a fun we call it like um you've been calling it our our goal is like black joy and whoever wants to watch is along for the ride whereas like it will be silly it will be big um i was like I've, i've grown up watching like um you know, in living color, growing yeah. up watching like Pee Wee Herman, and it's like I just like weird, outlandish, fun stuff, and I'm like, let's see if black people are allowed to do it. <laughs> um, so you know, trying to do that, and I think you know, knock on wood, we're trying to bring Astronomy Club back because again, riding the wave, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, that'd be uh, awesome, man. Riding the wave, and then you know, I got attached to direct the indie, which I didn't write. And I'm, I'm pitching people of color um, as the leads. And they're like, oh, should we tweak anything in the script? I'm like, no. <laughs> no like, no. Like, like, I understand this dude's name is Dylan. It's fine if he's yeah. black or, or Asian. It's like, that happens. Yeah. Like, I got mad friends named Dylan. Sorry, I got two. I'm lying. I ain't got mad. I got two friends named Dylan. And one I don't know like are that. You, but the are point you is. To say some of your best friends are white? Is that what you're just saying? No, I mean one one of my best friends is white, and I laugh I laugh at him all the time because he booked this um, showcase that used to be a diversity showcase, and when he was like he got it, I was like, wait, what happened now? He's like, oh, it's open to everybody. I was like, uh huh. All right, last year it was a diversity showcase. Now everybody in this now showcase. Dylan's up in this. I was like, all right, all right. Shoot, I was even laughing at this because people were like, um. Oh snap! Is Justice League a black film? Because like Cyborg's Cyborg lead. lead. <laughs> I mean, I got, I got. We gonna talk about it. Oh man, that was a cool that transition. Was a transition. <laughs> um, I was gonna say I, you uh, just took the word. It was right a great out. transition oh. until we all said oh, the man. word transition. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm like, this black dude had no fun. This no, entire movie. there was no. Like, there was maybe an inkling of. Well, actually, to be fair, no one in this movie has fun. <laughs> I mean, no, but it's like. They took a character that like is joyous in the comics has jokes, yeah. and it's like this dude looked mi- like I guess it definitely is the character, but it's like he was miserable, <laughs> like he have no moments of longevity. I was like, good god, brother, right. no booyah, <laughs> there was no booyah, no booyah. No booyah. Is, that, is that a cyborg? Yeah, line? I don't know much about cyborg. That's his catchphrase. Uh, I mean. We yeah. get into it. Anyway, so, so <laughs> this this has been a long time coming for for everyone. Has um, it though? I mean, has it, it though? Has. I, 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 it was I was not waiting for this. But here's here's the truth of it. We all three of us with with as far as um, interactions slash expectations slash hopes for this film, I think are all coming at it from a very different place. Yeah, uh, very much. Uh, so. Sh- Shahir doesn't give a shit. Is, is that pretty much right? Like. Oh, Shahir, he doesn't want to be here. I don't give a shit. And I also don't think we should have been doing this movie. I really don't. Uh, okay, on the podcast. Let's, let's yeah, talk, we'll about talk about one. that in a second. Well, no, we, we bring it up this now. Is you, spicy. you just transitioned. Oh, okay. I just transitioned. Uh, this is all transition. I mean, I'm just, my point of view is we've done, how, how many times, is, you know, like, do we get fooled before we, before we wise up to this whole thing? It's like, we didn't like Batman v Superman. We didn't like Justice League. We didn't like Wonder Woman 1984. And and if this was an entirely new movie, I would say, okay, that's, you know, like, yes, we can try something again. But this is a movie we've already done on the show. A movie we've already but done and though? completely dismissed. And, uh, and said, is it though? Why, why bother? And so, so why are we going back to the well on this one? 
Like, why do we need to go back to the well on this? That that's my. So, I'm happy to talk about it, and I was happy to watch. I'm like, I will admit, I had my curiosity about wh- how it changed was definitely there. But but in terms of doing it on the show, that was like, I'm willing to. I, I think we could have like said, hey, yeah, the Justice League movie was out. We watched it. You know, it was interesting. Maybe go check it out. But but in terms of doing a whole episode on it, I was like, I, do we need to do a whole episode on this? We already said we already said our piece on the movie. Uh-oh. Or, uh, or have a we version of the movie? Yeah. Or have we? So that's where you're coming from, Jahir, yeah. and I and I respect your opinion. Um, I was the one that did request. Dude, to do this <laughs> I mean, I say that I respect your opinion. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so so and, and Jira, I, I you are a fan I, of. I, you, correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, you tell me what is what's your opinion I on mean, the DCE? I mean, the DCE even before this hot garbage. Like hot garbage. <laughs> um, the thing is, I am a big Batman fan. Like I just had a surprise mm-hmm. party that was Justice League. Like my girlfriend rented out a theater and got my friends to take COVID tests. I saw yeah, the tweet, and then we all watched it four hours, and I felt so bad. I felt oh my so God. bad. You you watched this in a movie? I theater? felt so bad because I kept telling her. I was like, when she finally, she had to tell me early because um, you know, when it dropped here in L.A. I was like, I may step and watch an hour of it. And she's like, no, you should go to bed. I was like, nah, whatever. I just want to see if in the first hour it changed. And then she finally was like, listen, I rented out a theater. Just sit the fuck down. You're ruining everything. Uh, I felt bad. And that was like two days in advance. Uh, And I've had multiple Batman parties. Um, But I will say, I think that DC makes better comics and better animated films than live action films. I think mm-hmm. Marvel just knows how to do it. Like this Aquaman was okay, you know? Uh mm-hmm. sure. And Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman I really like. The liked. thing is So what are we one this for is five? I think everybody loves the original <laughs> Wonder Woman. And I'm like I'm like I'm like Cheer once on. we yeah, get I'm not a... past that slow motion listen, I'm not gonna crap on Wonder Woman. I'm happy people like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so with the Snyder Cut, you said before that you were excited for it. it. Seems like the stories you're telling you were excited for it. What was exciting for you about well, this? This is my idea? thing. I think anytime a director gets to do their vision the right way without studio influence, I'm like, I just want to see what it looks like. Like I, I was first introduced. Maybe this is the first movie. I remember where I was and what I was doing when I saw, um a teaser scene to Dawn of the Dead. Like, I remember I used mm-hmm. to, I was watching wrestling and they were like, mm-hmm. scene from the upcoming whatever and it was the opening. And I was like, oh, this dude yeah, has a little yeah. bit of stuff. It's funny because his color palette and shooting on live locations has never went back. Um, anyway. Uh, nope. So, but I, but I do respect what he does. Like, I mean, I am one of the people who I don't mind um, Watchmen. Like, I know people hate it, but like, I don't mind it. Uh, yeah, I really like Watchmen. That movie was impossible. It's like mm-hmm. if he would have veered too much from it, people would have been mad. He stuck yeah. right to it, and people were like, "This isn't enough." So, um, <laughs> in a way, I think the the story of the end of Watchmen, the film, is better than the comic uh, yeah. book. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, um, yeah the, it makes the, way yeah, more sense. The octopus yeah. thing doesn't work on screen, and yeah, the. Dr. But Manhattan weirdly enough, then HBO made it the octopus worked. thing work on screen. This is so the thing. Now, here's the thing: whole, is the yeah. HBO show kind of kind of show, illustrates where where this is yes, done right, yes. right? I mean, when I saw yes, the octopus, yes, yes, but my yes. thing is, my, my thing about Zack Snyder is, 
I don't think he is I think he's a visionary, but I don't think he's a hopeful, hopeful um director. And to me, the beauty of yeah. superheroes is that it is fantasy, it is hopeful. Even when we watch like some of the grittier comics or whatever, there's still a glimmer of hope. Like I'm I'm reading um The Last Ronin, the Ninja Turtles. And even mm-hmm. as dark as the world is, there still is that sparkle of hope. And there's none in any of his projects. Like, there's no... Everyone's sad. Like, Superman was sad. Like, uh, and even reading what he planned for the next movies, I'm like, low-key, I don't want to watch that. Like, I don't... Yeah. Because I, I have a theory, and I've said it before, and I'm going to actually modify it based off of what you just said, Jira. I've always said that the reason why Watchmen worked is because Zack Snyder doesn't like superheroes. Mm. And Watchmen is about not kind of liking yeah. superheroes. But I actually want to adent- I want to yeah. sort of amend that because because there's something sort of interesting. I don't think he likes all aspects of superheroes. Mm. I think what he what he gets tied to, and I think to the, to these films' detriment, in my opinion is the mythology and the mythologizing of a superhero. Because what is a superhero if not a modern-day pop culture yeah. myth? Yeah. Right? Like, I know it's not quite the same, but, like, there's... there's, yeah. But but the, what you just brought up, like, sort of there's... In a superhero story, there's an intrinsic sort of joy to the experience of either the characters in it yeah. somewhere or something along those lines. And he's not interested in that. He wants to show you what these gods are doing. Yeah, but... And... And and it's it doesn't really work for yeah. me, but I, I I understand that there are people that it might. Work it's hard for. because I think <laughs> I think the boys talks about the same thing but does it better. And in that again, oh yeah, the boys. Is but wonderful. again, when you watch the boys, you see some people have hope. You see some people can change. And again, even though the world is so dark, uh, like at least a butchers have like a good someone's time. enjoying it. Even the bad guys yeah. who are doing the dark shit is at least enjoying it or something. It's like, it's just the void of, you know what it is? It's like getting, uh, it's like the kid in class who always draws like the really dark characters and stuff. You're like, yeah. oh my God, when you see the, when you see it, it's like, oh shit. It's like giving that kid the reins to something that people actually feel inspired by. And it's like, right. I don't want you, and I don't mean this in a bad way. It's like, but. I wanted to see what it was, but I knew I wasn't going to like be joyous about it. Because I'm like, he's going to make it worse. It's like, <laughs> well, he's going to make it dire. He's going to make it. He's going to make it have no joy at all. And look, and I don't think the Joss Whedon version is good. The 2017 theatrical cut. There were moments where I chuckled, but I don't think that's worth it. Like, I, I, I we'll, we'll get into sort of the back and forth yeah. of it a little Wait, bit. Now, uh, before, just before we get into the back and forth. Well, like, you, I didn't even say sort of my my yeah, that's my thing. To, that's what I wanted to ask you is that you 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 specifically wanted to do this one. Can you can you kind of just lay out your thinking? A hundred percent. I was in this for the autopsy. <laughs> I was in this for the how how is this done. What changes were made? Mm. I honestly didn't know. I didn't believe it would be better. To to be perfectly frank, just based mm. on on uh, precedence, but uh, I also understand that this is something for better or worse that a large group of people yeah. were pushing for. Yeah. I mean, the history of this thing is kind of weird and and toxic and weird to fill us in. And weird. Um, so, oh. I mean, it all started, what, wait, back back when, uh, uh, what was it? I think it was around uh, May 22nd or something, uh, 
uh, when when Joss had to step away due to a family tragedy. Zach, or not Joss, Zach excuse me. When Zach had to step away due to a family tragedy, and Joss came in, uh, changed a whole bunch of stuff, did a bunch of reshoots. That's of course where we get the uh, digitally removed mustache. Which holy shit, how that got onto the screen but, uh, is insane for Henry Cavill. Uh, it was not a uh, popular film, though it made what six hundred ninety. No, six six fifty seven million. Even though that's it a, did worse like, than of what, all of the rest of them. Ben. Yeah, all yeah. the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, like Suicide Squad. Yeah, did like better. did the worst. Yeah. Um, and then fans started in in like like two days after that, starting to be like, oh, like well, this is because it's not Zack Snyder's vision. This is why it sucks. They did protests. They did <laughs> charity events, and they, but that's sort of like the good things around it. But then like. It, Something that I noticed, especially, which definitely soured my opinion of this film in general before I ever saw it, was the, and I, I don't know if it's a, a majority or not, but they're definitely the most vocal, the sort of more toxic elements of these people, the, the, the sort of like conspiracy theory-esque folks oh. about the Snyder Cut. Not, not even like, not even like just speculating about like, uh, oh, what could it be or what's Josh's thing? It's like. They, these people that like actually believed vehemently that Warner Brothers purposely tanked it for some stupid reason because they're trying to silence Zack Snyder and like all this and it had a lot of sort of like echoes especially like when when a journalist would talk about it like they would get like death threats and shit which is just all this you know that weird oh, toxic the sludge people. that happens it's in a QAnon of uh, so there's a <laughs> lot of as, as I look like the guy who's in the picture that goes aliens yeah. uh, like it's there's a lot of the crossover of the vibe uh. of Trumpers of QAnon all wrapped up and that is not by far everybody who is excited for this movie nor do I think Zack well, then, then something interesting happened. Then the cast sort of, and, and Zach sort of uh, stoked the flames in mid-2019, uh, I think, when, um, what's it called? Uh, oh, no, it was late, late 2019, uh, when everyone just sort of tweeted, released the Snyder Cut. That's when Ben Affleck did it, Gail Gadot, uh, uh, Jason Momoa, all, all yeah. the, uh, Ray Fisher, all of those folks. And then it sort of started to become a whisper of what was real. And then when HBO needed to actually throw something on its streaming network to make it sort of kick, and then the pandemic happened, it was just this perfect storm of turning like a fever dream into a reality. And then when I heard that it was going to be four fucking hours long, I was like, it was the morbid curiosity. I was in it for the autopsy. Yeah. I, I wanted to discuss how it was how it was changed and, and I think if it's better or worse, and we'll talk about that, I don't think that's the interesting part. I just think it's interesting to look, as you said, Jira, at the choices that a unfettered creative, whether we agree with his choices or not, does with a studio-neutered picture when just left to his own devices. I mean, yeah. It's, you, you never get to see it on this scale. I, I was happy to and see I thought it, that too. Would be I wanted to see, like, what the changes were because they kept saying, it's a whole new movie. It's only, like, 30 minutes of the old one, but I will say this: like the uh, the Joss Whedon one is bad, but I do think if Joss Whedon would have started from the very beginning, I think it would have been a better movie. And now, hear me out: it's like the movie, the Joss Whedon one opens with like that kid doing like a phone footage of Superman when we first see like the fake mustache right. the thing. But the point of that is to show that Superman is inspiring and hopeful and he can smile. You know what I mm. mean? And I'm like, that is what, like, I mean, he did a couple weird things with like the Flash and like Wonder Woman and like that shit was weird. But 
yeah. I understand where the where he was trying to take it. Whereas, like watching this one, I was like, it better be different. I was like, it better be different. And I'm gonna tell you guys, outside of chapter six in the epilogue, the only difference I really saw was some of these scenes that were three minutes was ten. Cause I'm watching so much fucking slow motion. Slow mo. <laughs> yeah, it's all slow. Why was the football uh, scene in slow motion? I, I, I gotta watch a whole. A great question. <laughs> literally, the entire. Football I, 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 I have a couple. Of, <laughs> oh my I have god. A couple of, I have a couple of theories about all of. Well, kind of summarizing what you guys uh. said. I think one of the important things to note here is that the Warner Brother, uh, the Warner Brothers' approach to Justice League. <laughs> And in terms of reforming the edit, which I think was happening before Zack Snyder left it, was in response to the critical response of Batman v Superman. And, and Batman and v Superman, despite making, you know, like I think in the vicinity of $900 million, dollars, yeah. um, was critically reviled. And for good reason. I went back and watched the, you know, in preparation for this, I went back and watched the ultimate cut. And, Which, hold on, yeah. let's pause real quick for a second. Wait. I thought this was insane that you did this. Like, you didn't want to do this movie, so what was your response to watch a long version of the movie before it that we absolutely know is bad? Because I I like to come prepared. I, I, if I'm doing something, I'm doing it <laughs> he's right. Like, he's right. Like, I'm thorough. I'm thorough. Yes, I'm, I'm let's, thorough about everything I do. And Let's weed and, into this sludge. And, and uh, you know, I, I've said this on, uh, on the podcast many times before. I really like Man of Steel. I think I think um, Zack Snyder's Man of Steel is actually a really solid interpretation of that character, and I understand what he's trying to do with it, and and it's um and it's a very challenging thing, and I think for the most part it actually works. Um, Gerard, did you just say he was a monster? You you are the reason he felt like people are getting it, and then now the we thing ended is, up the thing this. is. Man of Steel is somewhat optimistic, like you're talking about. And also, the other thing is, Man of Steel is interested in what characters are thinking. That's the that's the difference there. Okay, is I'll... that in Man of Steel, we actually get an insight into what someone is thinking. Like we get an insight into like how characters are responding to each other. We 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 get the glimmer of an insight that isn't just told by visuals. Man and, of and, Steel is less of action figures being smashed into each other. Yeah. Yes. And it's but still not by good. the time we get into Batman v Superman, it is a hodgepodge of just ideologies thrown up on screen with 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 admittedly very slick looking visuals but not very functional visuals the visuals don't actually complement don't actually tell a story they they're great posters but they're not actually interesting stories and that and that to me is the real is a real fundamental problem that i see and it's it carries all the way through it's like your question of uh, why are we seeing this football game in slow motion you're 100 percent correct there's no reason to do it it makes no sense and and but when by doing it what it does is completely nullify the scene to be nothing about what is happening with this person what is happening with this story all it becomes is a poster for football and and it's like who cares like I don't, i'm not here to see a football game what has this got to do with anything well he's uh, got four hours to fill he's got to have something <laughs> no um, no my thing is you fill it with new story and this is the thing she here i think you're right about man of steel my thing is fundamentally and i i get what he was setting up but this is my problem with movies that i think marvel started and i don't like it I don't like the trend of I'm doing this thing in this movie to so that the, yeah so that the outcome yeah. or something is addressed in the next one like yeah Batman to me Batman has been murking people since Michael Keaton 
Michael Keaton has strapped a bomb onto a dude and blew a motherfucker up. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm fine when people bitch about that. But Superman does not kill when he snaps his neck and it's like I have I had no other choice. You dumbass, fly straight into the sky, throw that nigga in the I, sun. You got mad choices. I, I think I think what what's great about that particular scene is it is quite a provocation. Like it is quite a like this Superman does, and I think and I like. I actually think that is interesting. And it is interesting because it's like we're in Superman's... We're, we're trying to figure out how Superman thinks. And that, whether you like it or not, is 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 almost uh, indifferent to, to how, the, how, uh, how the movie works because it is actually interested in a, in an idea, idea of a person. Now, that's not what but we the, get in Batman v Superman. Of that's course. That's definitely not what we get in Justice League. But the League. only problem is the only interesting thing about Superman... Is his aw shucks howdy moral code Clark Kentness? Otherwise, he's boring as fuck. So like, so have him but kill the second someone. I don't know, like, like I mean, is no, it, but is, that's my point. The second I, you I take it. I get the second it. you yeah. sort of take away the second you take that sort of leash off. I, I the think second the only, you take that off, it makes the character so much less interesting. And I don't. I'm like, oh great, so now see, it's a god but, that can but, kill people. But I I don't think like we should be beholden to. This is what the character is in a comic book. This is what the character has been historically. We are not. That I'm is saying, what the character should be. I'm saying that one act makes him for me completely just not interesting anymore. See, like, it, see, I don't know if I can see now hearing Shahir. I hate agreeing with Shahir. Um, <laughs> Who does? Uh, but but, uh, you, but how can you resist? Un, but, how can you but resist? I un, <laughs> but I understand Crow what he's saying only because I do think Superman is a Boy Scout. But when I think about characters that are Boy Scouts, I think of Captain America, who to me should be super boring. Mm. But but somehow Marvel made us care about not just his actions, because like he'd be shooting motherfuckers all over the place, <laughs> yep. like in that movie. But he still has a moral code that we kind of can relate to and has been updated to modern times. Whereas like if you're going to have Superman kill somebody, I get it. Like this guy is new. People are scared of him because that, that's what would happen. Mm hmm. Like, this dude is, like, killing a bunch of people. He's got to do the thing. Right. My thing is, out of that, we really have to see, like, not really Batman being like, I got to kill this dude now. But, like, how does this dude feel about having to kill somebody in the next movie? Like, yeah. as much as I wanted to see Batman versus Superman, Batman should not have been involved. It should have been Superman dealing with this fallout yeah, and then that, also have another I think, person I think show really, up. That's one of the big issues here is that instead of doing Batman v Superman, now remember Batman v Superman is a project that has been floating around in Hollywood for nearly 20 years. You know, uh, mm -hmm. Wolfgang yeah. Peterson was involved in this at one point. There was a justice league movie with um, George Miller at, uh, at one stage, several scripts around Batman v Superman. They've been trying to put these two yeah. characters together forever. And the problem is, is that off the heels of, this provocation in Man of Steel, they decided to try and do this thing that they've been gearing up for for many years. And the problem is, is that that's not what that provocation sets up. The provocation that that should set up is that the follow-on movie that we should do about Man of Steel should address the kind of issues that we're talking about here. Instead, what Batman v Superman does is gives us Batman, who is angry at Superman for doing that, but then almost nonsensically goes into a Lex Luthor plot with Superman. Superman doesn't really isn't really a central figure in Batman v Superman. He's just kind of the boring Stuff character you're talking about. You know, he's just kind of tacked into it. Um, so the so so again, if this is all leading to Justice League, the problem is, is that Justice League ultimately is fundamentally a Frankenbite monster of like this initial mm -hmm. provocation, which I thought was pretty pretty interesting. 
and then and then we're starting to tack on this entire franchise building exercise. There's obviously pre- financial pressure on Warner Brothers to kind of meet the Marvel machine at some point, you know, in terms of like, okay, they've got their franchise, have we got ours? And mm-hmm. it it is like. The, the, for some reason, what I've been seeing on the on the internet for the last couple of weeks is that there is this like reformation around Batman v Superman because I think Zack Snyder's uh, appeal as a director is being fundamentally reformed around this project. And what hap- what's happening is people are saying, "Oh, Batman v Superman is actually not that bad. It's philosophically interesting." I'm like, "Please, that movie is yeah. terrible. It is. It is. Can it, I say it is? Can I say one controversial thing? Yeah, yeah. It is bad, but <laughs> I, people people come at me so hard." My favorite, I'm going to just say it. So my favorite, favorite Batman, Batman is I Michael know. Keaton. But Ben Affleck <laughs> in Batman vs. Superman, to me, is the greatest representation of Batman, period. He's a, he is a detective, not somebody else. He is making gadgets. Like, I mean, Christian Bale does is that doing, in The Dark Knight. Nah, Al- Christian yeah, he does. I, I mean, he's like first doing off, the same sort of but, but Christian, But Christian Bale gets so much help from um, um, Lucius, Lucius Fox, yeah. uh, he also does zero detective work ever, mm. and then he's not even the best fighter. Like, and sorry, I, sorry, I, I'm saying this because I know uh, uh, people always get mad at me. I think the reason I know we blame Zack Snyder for a lot. I blame Chris Nolan. <laughs> I love him. I love his movies, but Batman is a rich dude who dresses up as a bat. <laughs> I don't need a realistic take on why the dude dresses up like a bat. He's a goddamn superhero. And it's and like, because he made. <laughs> exactly. If you're going to touch on that, fine. But my thing is, we watch these Batman movies in the famous, the best, whatever, Dark Knight. Batman is a side character in that movie. Yeah. We don't talk about him. Like, he's not the best. Like, the movie is good. Devoid of him. Just, just, to, to sort of I, to quantify what, that, though, I think what you're saying is 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 something I can sort of half agree with, which is, and I hate agreeing with Gerard, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. is, is we're on trend. <laughs> we're on brand. We're on brand. Is that Ben Affleck and his version of Batman, which is obviously influenced by Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, is mm-hmm. a solid visual representation of Batman. That movie is terrible. Yeah. Like the, the he's oh, the, he's, yes, he's in a terrible yes. movie. So yes. in in my mind, yes. that fundamentally sort of nullifies the equation. You know, and, like and listen, like, listen. I hate agreeing with Jaron Shahir, <laughs> um, but Uh-oh. I will say I think Ben Affleck is actually my favorite Batman as well. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I, he can fight. But here's the thing: like he's a, he's a great Batman in the most shitbox movies I've seen that Batman in. And and to bring it back to Justice League, I think a lot of characters got way more due and as they should have in just in the Snyder cut. They turned Batman into like military dude in a cowl. Like there's nothing really Batman about him in the Snyder cut in in the in the in the 2017 version there was a little bit of like more bat because because Joss used Batman as sort of the glue or Batman and Wonder Woman as the glue as opposed to using Cyborg as the glue and I think the film works better with Cyborg as the glue. However, yeah. Batman I think then had to take a sort of side sidestep, uh, which again is fine. But I was like, this is just he's literally Batman has a laser rifle for half of this fucking thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so, like cool. Also, it's what it's one of those things where like I think about it and um. 
it's funny because if this was an animated movie, like Batman is the one who doesn't want to join yeah. the Justice yep. League. You know what I mean? Like that's that's how this actually works. Like he is the one who shouldn't want to, but in this movie, I get it. He's Nick Fury. He's putting his team together. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things I want to do is kind of divorce our affections for the characters and where the characters have sure. been histo- historically um, mm-hmm. to kind of make the point that like, okay, let's watch these as movies on their own. And mm-hmm. I think fundamentally as a movie, Batman v Superman just doesn't work. True. And, you know, like, and, yeah. and fun to, look, I'll, you know, let's just start Doesn't out on sense. the Justice League. Joss Whedon's version of this movie didn't work. Uh, Zack Snyder's version is bitter, no doubt about it. It's a bitter movie than, than Josh Whedon's version of the movie. I still don't care about anything that's happening. That's like, I, d- I don't care about any of this. Wow. I hate to do this. <laughs> and you know, I hate agreeing with you here. <laughs> I hate to do this, and I'm a fan. I watch this, and I do think the movie's better. But of course, it's. I don't. I don't. I don't think anything was added. I don't think. I think Cyborg came out a little bit better. I think uh, Flash is a creep um, now, like a straight up. Yeah, creep, it's weird. I want to talk about that moment. Like he's such a creep, really? and also the thing is too is that this. This movie, I feel like, is what happens when a director goes unchecked. Like this is if if this would have been a J.J. Abrams, like he got to do whatever. Lens flare, like take the slow motion out. It'd have been lens uh-huh. flare in every scene. I, they even have a like a, a stat, like this 10% movie's what, slow ten motion. to twelve yeah. percent slow motion. That's too much. Like <laughs> over four I'm, hours, that's 10. forty minutes. It's too much because because again, <laughs> no, no, it's that's four that. minutes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, math is a, is a construct. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing when. When you do the special part all the time, it's no longer special. Yeah. Like, it, it loses its effect. There is it's a like... scene where Lois Lane gets coffee and hands it to someone, the actor who plays Jimmy Olsen in the original Richard Donner Superman, by the way, in really? slow He's motion. He's the cop? Yeah, the cop is uh, Jimmy Olsen from the Richard Donner. Oh, wow, that's a great fun fact. Yeah. Uh, to to be also, fair, I I didn't okay. like that they showed that that scene was in slow motion 100. Yeah. percent I will say, and I know we're sort of dancing around a bit of plot points. Some of the connective tissue I actually really did like in this. For instance, it made well, it made this is the interesting thing. It made that whole sequence with bringing the cup and going to the to the memorial. Mm-hmm. That made sense. Lois Lane keeps doing that. Then when she shows up there, it makes sense. Yeah. Why she's there during the thing. However, in the original 2017 Joss Whedon cut, it's Batman doing the clever thing, bringing Lois Lane to stop Superman as, like, the secret weapon, which, again, is a very Batman thing to do. I like I that do better. Too, but I like that at least this felt more like a through line. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't like either of them. Look, my, 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 the thing is, yeah, I don't like either, but my thing is this, this, this movie, to me, does not do justice to the characters, yes. period. And I mean that, and what I mean by that is, even let's take mm-hmm. Cyborg, right? Like, let's take the character, Let's even if you know nothing about him as a comic book character, as a whatever, we see this kind of Frankenstein monster, which makes sense. The world, If we're doing it in a realistic, realistic way, the world will be scared of this person. This is also a dude who suffered tremendous loss, but at the end of the day, I personally don't feel like I know anything about him besides mm-hmm. the tragedies that have been mm-hmm. fallen him. I don't know who he was before. Like, I know, like, he was a football player. I didn't see him happy, because when he's in the car, he's sad yeah. already with his mom. My dad, like, I never got to see the person he was, to see the person that he lost, to see the person that he can become. Like, even at the end of the movie, at least in Joss Whedon, Joss's one, 
And you get that cool scene of him upgrading himself and turning into the comic version of, like his costume turns into the comic book version mm-hmm. of um, yeah. Cyborg. And it's like, at least we see like there is hope at the end of the, the rope for this character. Like Flash is a person, we see him get his job. He has a little bit of joy. I'm still on that. I, I think that scene with it's him and Iris is very weird. weird. Is it? Like, it's very yeah, weird. it's weird. It's so funny. He fucking strokes her face while she's in a moment of deathly peril. Yeah, and I, I understand he's got the time, but he's just doing it because she won't notice it because he's so fucking fast. That's fucking weird. I thought he like, just brushed and, your hair out of her face. No, he did like, well, either way, why, why is he touching her hair? Like, what the fuck? It, it, like, and then there's the hot dogs bring a whole new level, and I know there's a payoff with the dogs. If anyone jumped into this not seeing the movie right now with this conversation, we'd sound like crazy people. Uh, <laughs> well, well, my thing is, how do you talk about a four-hour movie that just, like, to me is, like, almost every scene was just longer. Like, yes, they were connective tissue, for sure. But, I mean, even that opening scene with Wonder Woman is like, yeah, it was longer. It was more violent. Here's here's one other like, thing about that opening. Okay, yes, Matt, you're correct. We should We should rewrite the rails on this a little bit and kind of, like structure our conversation in some way but i think maybe one of the through lines that we're going to come to here is the problem is is that there are several sequences in this movie that aren't necessarily scenes that build up onto a whole and the wonder woman battle sequence or the wonder woman like diffusing of the bomb thing is one of those because and and, you know the, the thing i thought about immediately there was bane's intro scene in the dark knight rises you know, because mm. that is setting up this sort of terrorist attack that, um, you know, a character is kind of getting involved in. We sort of understand the ideology or we set up the ideology of these characters. Um, and what's fundamental about that scene in The Dark Knight Rises, whatever you think of that movie, is that is an important story beat that is going to pay off later and become part of who that's become fundamentally part of how that film operates. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that film is fundamentally about yeah. anarchy versus, you know, like order. And. And uh, in Wonder Woman, uh, or in Justice League, this opening sequence with Wonder Woman diffusing this bomb, we're introduced to the idea that these people don't care about demands. You know, they're terrorists who want to set the world uh, back or something like that. They have some bomb. The issue is, is that that has nothing to do with the movie that we're about to see. It has literally like these aren't. Um, well, it has the same amount to do with it as the as the car crash at the at the at the pound or whatever. But yeah, exactly. It is. It is a. I mean, you could argue that the that the car crash at the pound introduces that character Crash's powers. Yeah, yeah. It, it introduces that character's well, power. The Wonder Woman scene that, ultimately kind of like just reintroduces us to Wonder Woman. You know, I I will say though, I did like this it's version bit, better it's bitter because executed. It's yeah, because also I think, and I I don't think her. Wonder Woman 84 no. didn't do this. I think this scene showed one how badass mm-hmm. she truly is. Like watching her spit like sped up like that, I was like, this shit is cool. Um the thing is, we don't see her do anything and like that nothing again. Nothing that she comes up <laughs> or, against in this sequence here, like, is relevant to where the film is going. Right, like not, none of it is. Like you could. Right, no, yeah. it, it feels like Phil. I, I have a, a line in my notes that says Zack Snyder knows how the fuck to do an action sequence. He just doesn't know why they happen. Right. Yeah, I think. And I like, think that's a that, fair assessment. That's yeah. like. Yeah. There's like. Yeah, I think that's fair. It, 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 that's it's fair. so clear. It's so clear in the fucking lines. There's really a fair. line in that moment that I almost used for my opening quote. Where so okay, 
Wonder Woman scene happens, and you get this sort of sense where, like, oh, there's not, they're not doing a ransom. This is just to reset the clock, and we're going to get the fucking finances, and da-da-da-da, like, we're going to blow up six city blocks. He, they get foiled, yeah. right? And then what's the bad guy in that scene's next thing he does? Well, this is foiled. Guess I'll just shoot some kids for fun. And then he just goes, like, lambs to the slaughter. And you're like, that has nothing to do with anything. That's just a weird bad guy line you thought of to make Wonder Woman have another moment. But it has, this, it's, and, and you're, it's insane. You're, you're 100% correct. And if this was a story, then that sequence would be, they would have some connection to Steppenwolf or Darkseid, right? Like those those characters would have some yeah. fundamental connection to, uh, to, to, to the big bads later on. And, and there's so many lines. There's so many lines that just sort of do that thing. That's yeah. just like this sounds like a trite thing. Or, or the, 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 can I be singing, like, for yeah. example, yeah, Icelandic singing. <laughs> oh my god! Can I be what like you hell? someday? Uh, prepare for battle. Uh, what was uh, you uh, uh, transforming it into a copy of the enemy's world? And then there was. Uh, uh, Oh, some have called me the Martian Manhunter. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Yeah, there's... <laughs> also, you telling me Martian Manhunter has been here since Man the of Steel. Man of Steel, probably. Just doing nothing. Yeah. Just checking it out. Yeah, but, but my point is, he's, yeah. in, he's in Man of Steel. He's in three movies, yeah. four movies by now, and this motherfucker <laughs> never helps. The world has almost ended numerous times, and my man... It's just what. Well, also the I, I guess the chronology of uh, Wonder Woman's story kind of doesn't make sense because they still refer to her as being like dormant for like over a hundred years. But I was like, oh wait, didn't Wonder Woman in nineteen eighty four kind of reset that? And I know this movie came before then, and World, World War, War II. II. Yeah, like I, look, none of it matters. Like that, my point is this: this movie is fundamentally better than Josh uh, Joss Whedon's film. The problem is Josh Whedon's film was trying to fundamentally fix something that a studio wanted to correct course correct in Batman v Superman and admittedly rightfully so um the problem now is that this movie is now course correcting that course correction and we're so far removed from the original source at this point I'm like do why are we doing this like and now we get it in four by three and we get it in four by three but but the other thing is like the, maybe Which the thing that should fans. make us angry, like, like I'm kind of indifferent to all of this, but the thing that should make us maybe angry is $70 million. $70 million is the cost of the reshoot to do this and re-put this out. Now, I just like, I, I kind of... I mean, that I gave guess people a lot is, of jobs. This is, this is the value of IP more than it is the value of good storytelling, right? Like, this is, they're doing, the, like, there is no reformed edit of uh of uh films that warner brothers has put out that is that that like you know got maligned at some point that 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 they want to spend another 70 million dollars on it's because it's superman batman wonder woman the flash cyborg these are valuable pieces of property and and you know uh we got to get them clicks i mean i guess I mean, so, why so, else do we do it? Why else are we rehashing a movie that we all thought was terrible? The original. I mean, the, maybe to try to save it, but if they, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's the weird thing about the, the the quote unquote promise of the Snyder Cut. There was supposed to be just this cut that was better. Right. We know that that did not exist. What existed was the idea for a cut that would be intrinsically better. But does that even matter? Uh, yeah. To your point, Shahir. 
the, the one thing I did. Sorry, I want to circle back real quick uh, to the aspect ratio because I had a question for the the graphic designer in the room. Um, so jump up. <laughs> the reason, <laughs> the reason, the reason why they, uh, Zach said he did this was a couple different reasons. One, he likes the four by three aspect ratio. That was just a straight up thing. He said, "Okay, that's fine, preference, etc." Uh, and two is that he wanted to frame all of the heroes more vertically to make them seem larger than life, and he intended this to be in an IMAX screen, mm-hmm. which doesn't make a lot of sense considering it wasn't going yeah there's two reasons exactly one uh where most of us are going to be watching this in their house and then draw what did you just say there it is so like i think fundamentally like the the other i'm happy for Zack snyder that he's gotten the chance to do this right like i'm I'm happy that he got to do this we all know you know we're not going to rehash the the story of why he left yada 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 and and came back in and it's great that the movie's proceeds and all are going to uh support suicide prevention um the movie's proceeds are really yeah i believe that's one of the things is that the that the the, the oh that's amazing yeah yes Um, Yes, and there are a couple of billboards within the film that that support the you are not alone message and i think cyborg gets to say that as well um so so all of that is and and this is not about Zack snyder the person no he seems like a lovely dude um and just like all the times we're talking about joss whedon we're not talking about joss whedon the person we're talking about the piece of work that is intrinsic to what we're talking about i think i think though what what the purpose of the four by three, the sort of the underlying uh, note behind the note kind of thing, is it that is it does visually distinguish itself from the the Whedon cut, right? Like it's just so fundamentally kind of that's theory one. Yeah. I have another theory I wanted to run by you. Although, Shiger. well, have you heard the other the other thing, which is that he yeah uh, that Snyder has kind of suggested that this would make a great double feature with First Cow, and that the that First Cow like it reminds him of the the framing of First with Cow, who? and he was like, yeah. First Cow is an excellent movie that was first cow. Kelly in, yeah. in Zack Snyder's mouth. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. Uh, it's real good. You should check cow. it out. It was on our top ten list of last year. Both of us, yeah. I think. Um, but uh, I have a theory. Okay. Is it possible, and you could tell me if, if this is just dumb. Uh, so they have a four-hour movie to redo the graphic, the, the VFX for. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a little bit cheaper if they cut off around a fourth of their frame, wouldn't you say? Uh, as far as render time and things they have to fix and polish, I I I would say that's uh, that that equation is probably it. It may be true that that VFX if they're if they're cropped to four by three will be somewhat cheaper if if there are th- but only if there are things you don't need to create. If there are things you're going to create that are going to be on the edge of frame, which then is it's four just by three, time. you still have to create them. So I don't. Yeah. To to me, that's it's like okay. I, I would say maybe that affects the budget. Uh, one Fair. To 2% it was my or maybe it was my that. pet theory, yeah. and I'm happy to have it debunked. Debunked. debunking. I'm speculating here, but I, I would say, as a graphic designer in the room, I would say, unless you're cutting things out, like there's literally stuff in that one third of the frame that you no longer have to do, then not. But but a lot of these cases, like the simulations, still need to be run. You know, the render for the most part, you're better off rendering it if you run if you're rendering a simulation that, you know, like a particle might fly from the the left hand, you know, the left hand third of the screen. You may as well do it rather than have it empty. Okay, so, fair enough. You know. Good to know. Yeah, uh, gentlemen, what we haven't done yet, uh, <laughs> and we're so in, is I haven't read the Internet Movie Database description of Zack Snyder's Justice League, <laughs> and I'd like to read it for you all right now. All right. 
Zack Snyder's definitive director's cut of yeah, Justice right, League. Well. Determined to ensure Superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain, Bruce Wayne allies forces with Diana Prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions. That is true. Mm. Um, yeah, sure is. Let's talk about the catastrophic proportions, though, real mm. quick. So one big reason why people were psyched, especially a lot of the promotional stuff before we actually ever saw any of this, was the reinvention of the visuals and the motivations of one Steppenwolf, who fell completely flat for me in the 2017 version. Uh, and now they made him... What was that? Why? <laughs> Step First off... I know everyone's like, oh, he he goes back to his original look. And I was like, why the fuck does he look like that? Because that's not what Steppenwolf looks like. If anything, the other trash version was closer to... Um, <laughs> I don't need... Okay. Again, let me, let me change my seat. Okay. I blame Marvel for this. I don't need a CGI mm-hmm. fucking bad guy. Give me a guy in a suit... With makeup or whatever the hell, Steppenwolf could have still looked bigger. He still could have looked threatening. Tim Curry from Legend. You think they should have had Siren Hines uh, actually doing a, being on set? I mean, mean, my thing is like you can, it's really hard for me because I'm like when the character doesn't look like that. um, So everyone's like, oh, you're a Gillette Razor. This Demonish. Is, uh, <laughs> I'm the, I, I, I think you say, could have made him more. Threatening. As I was watching the movie, this is a this is a, a an entirely conspiracy theory on my part, which was okay. that as I was watching Steppenwolf, like part of my brain was just going, "Man, if I was the market in charge of marketing for this movie, I wonder if I would reach out to Gillette about this and just see if there was anything." <laughs> and lo and behold, they what like they cut from Steppenwolf to. Uh, Bruce Wayne on his plane shaving with a razor, oh. which I believe was a scene that was re- either reshot or repurposed. With this. And I was like, did that happen? Did, was, it, was I just being crazy about this? Because I was like, maybe, I don't know. The, it, it did remind me of razor blades. It, I didn't need that redesign. I didn't need that redesign. Um, I don't think it helped. I think like, also, you know what it is? It's like... Uh, I like that they tried to justify Steppenwolf's actions. They gave him a motivation. Like, yeah. I thought that was okay. But we still and, but he never sort of knew. Keep going back and checking with his manager. <laughs> like, I mean, it I was very weird. That, I think that's sort of not uh, interesting is the wrong word, but like, I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. It's something you know? else. <laughs> it was something. Yeah, I, like I would have loved if it's like you know, like yeah, he did something. I mean, I googled it because I'm a weirdo and was like, what did he do? And it it's like, oh, it's based failed, on the comics, you know, the previous like, invasion it, of Earth, it, it, you know. And now he owes fifty thousand more worlds. No. Shahir, that's a big debt. So I, what I what I read is not because he failed, but because Steppenwolf, like in the comics, <laughs> is his uncle, not his nephew, like in this movie. But at first, he sides against Side. um. Uh, dark side and then eventually once they start losing he like joins the team and like that's when he's like I tried to help protect the throne it was like but motherfucker it was too late uh, so then he got tasked with doing all this other stuff but again again, I like that we didn't really get what, into that the, the problem but, that, I, that I had with you know, him and I thought they didn't learn the right lesson they instead made him shiny and spiky but he still had no weight to him like say what you want about Thanos but Thanos felt like a real thing in a in a space, and I think it was a lot due to the minuscule animation tweaks they probably did, or maybe it was better mocap. I don't know what it was, mm. but it felt like he had a pres a physical presence in front of and around other characters and the space. 
Well, that's also because they had um, uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, sure, but there with that giant I, like I, I, head it thing, holding and grabbing. Up, people. But at the same time, they still had a guy in a mocap suit being Steppenwolf, except when he was jumping around. Like, I, there's I, just I really, something different. I, I, I mean, I think the difference fundamentally yeah. is better writing. It really is just better writing. You know, like I do too. Yeah. Okay, I think it's. I think the weight of him is different. Like we. Like for me, for instance, I was like, I don't know if you guys, I guess I'm plugging it. Um, uh, there's this YouTube um, channel I watch, mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, Studio Binder, yeah. which, you know, people can use it to like do whatever. And they talk about one episode is literally on um, Endgame because we realized that like, oh, yes. Thanos follows the truth of the War. protagonist. Yeah. Like throughout both, that entire right? movie. He believes, every, he believes he is the prota- protagonist. Infinity War, sorry. we sure. believe that he believes yeah, but, he is the protagonist in his story. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah it's... Yes. And my thing is they should have done that with maybe Steppenwolf or, yeah. but the thing is they were introducing too much yeah. because none of these people know each other. Like we had that one random scene that they needed to justify at the end of, I remember watching <laughs> Batman vs. Superman and being furious. Oh, the, when the, the I saw little, like, the email of, uh, Flash, the email yeah. of exposition. <laughs> the, yes. It's like, yeah, it's like Jason Momoa before anything just swimming in a pool posing. Right. I was like, I hate this. Um, also, I hate, and there's another thing, I hate the Aquaman bubble. I'm like, they figured right. out how to do this in Aquaman, which I thought was great. You're coming out three years after that or two years after that. <laughs> we ain't got to do this weird-ass bubble thing no more, man. Like, the only way they can talk is they... Push no. the air, the water out the way. But, yeah, I mean, the, pro- the problem is, is that it's just oh, a perpetual reconfiguration God. of uh, of a piece of art that is like, at fundamentally, is like, I, I, I guess maybe that's my bigger question about all of this is like, who is this for, and do they care? And 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 what I mean is, I think I like we all understand that people like superheroes and people like seeing their superheroes come to life and it's fun to see batman you know like against you know lightning and 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 standing on top of a, a, a on top of a a, a building you know like that. i i understand that but like fundamentally who is this film for <sighs> Like, because uh, I'll I'll tell you who it's for. Here, it's for the fans, <laughs> and and because here's what I will say: What is better if you like a thing? What's better than you seeing that thing, or you experiencing that thing, or engaging with that thing? I I will tell you what is better. You know what the best feeling in the world is? What is it? When you're right. <laughs> and these people, all of the fans that push for this, said it existed. So much so that the chaos magic in the universe willed it to be so. And it is a better version magic. of the film than the last one. So these people are right. So they get to see a thing they like and feel real good. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I don't think there's terribly something wrong with that, but that's who this is for. It's for the people that now get to feel correct. Um, um, and also, because it, it helps. Uh, look, um, we all bought into it. You know, last week, uh, it's impossible to, to, to go onto any social media platform, not talk about HBO Max, not talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's, it's, it's all in the ether. You know, like, and, and, and I it's watched funny. it. Yeah, and we all, I, and we all watched it. Uh, as I the mean, director intended, it, in sweatpants and four by three <laughs> drinking seven White Claws. I think that's how he wanted me to do it. 
I will admit, I did really enjoy it once it got to chapter six. Once we got to the ending, because I thought it was, mm-hmm. I thought it was much better crafted. I, I really did. Like we said, yeah, yeah. like Zach can make an action scene. And I thought this was oh, wait, like which, a great. Which, wait, are we talking about the epilogue or are we talking about the final um, the battle, battle, I think. The final, the final battle, I did like because everyone had a thing to do. Like my big thing is like Batman's human. How does he fight in this? But then we saw Alfred making sure like his suit now was with Kryptonian things, so he was a little bit stronger, could absorb a little bit more. Um, I like just forget. I, I think uh, Flash really had a good ending. I thought it was great how they did it. Um, I really enjoyed that part. It's just that. The new additions, I know he added stuff, and yes, it was more fleshed out. I'm just not sure it was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I, was I think that's a safe bet. Well, also, I, I, I think I think maybe the other issue know, is, is that the I, four I, like there's a moment where I I don't know if you guys had this as well where he's like you get to the final battle and you look and it's like there's another hour to this movie and you realize that the battle is like 25 minutes and then there's an epilogue and an yes. epilogue and an epilogue and you're like um, okay I think if you just cut that out. Uh, yes. Maybe because th- this would come in at three hours and something. There, I'm I'm not mad at length. By the way, like you know, I I'm happy to watch things. She here's a fan of the long film. I'm yeah, long, wide and long and girthy. I'm all about. Uh, but, uh, but like the the problem is is like um, fundamentally, okay. I don't I don't think this movie. Freak. I'm not interested in what is happening to these characters, mm-hmm. and there's a part of me that goes okay. What I like to see here is that I'm sort of getting an idea of what Zack Snyder's vision for the remaining movies were. And it's it's sort of interesting because it's like um it's it's obviously the most one of the most baffling scenes in Batman v Superman is the nightmare vision, which mm-hmm. in the original cut has almost no payoff. And then in this one they're like, No, we're giving you all the payoffs. Um to to sit up and, but but not but not payoffs as much as we're going to give you all the teases to set up another movie and i'm like i i I sort of i guess what i kind of see here is like what was his vision for the whole thing but you know like do i care about it yeah Yeah, do i do i like i mean fundamentally do i need to see batman and the joker on screen together like it has nothing to do with the movie i just i i like i'm here to watch like no, like it's interesting to me that a lot of people complained about the Irishman's length, for example. And but I was like, yeah, but, but that, that's the, the, you can you can maybe make an argument that you know, like it's it's not for you. But I was like, but that's telling a story from beginning to end, and every part of that film is like building to a thing. This is like tells a story, stops, and then tells you over here there might be another story if enough of you watch this. You know, like that's kind of like uh, where. Yeah. 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 But to me, that's the Marvel thing. Like, that's the thing I don't like that Marvel established. Yeah. Like, Marvel gave you, I love those Easter eggs, but also it became like, yeah. yo, you watched this movie. <laughs> the next uh-huh. one, though, when this person actually yeah, yeah. shows up, is going to be fire. I don't like it. I don't like it. And this movie, the thing I, the thing that bothered me was that post credit epilogue it was like again it's another just, dream that makes no sense sorry that he's his, having because like other people dream. are having i don't fucking know yeah. it makes no sense and my and my problem with it is is that um 
we keep having this nightmare. At least when you watched, mm-hmm. I, I, I started watching the Marvel movies again. Um, mm-hmm. cause one of my friends was like, yeah, man, you can just watch it in order. So I've been watching it in order, just whatever in the background. And, and age of Ultron, the reason Tony Stark has his nightmare visions is because Wanda starts messing with his head. So it's a reason why he has those visions and it's weird. And he's like, ah, I can't let this happen. And he becomes obsessed about it. This motherfucker just has a nightmare. And I'm like, I don't know why. And also in it, I personally am tired of like, yeah. Yeah, the evil Superman. Done based thing. in Superman like, comes less like interesting. Happens. Also done so based like, in Richard in uh, like, Superman. There's three. a Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's like this. It not it's not only is it done there, mm. but there's also a Superman and Lois, and like they keep hinting this guy doesn't like him because he could turn evil, and I'm like, all right, man, like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess here, that's, that's the thing. We all agree this is better than the Joss Whedon movie, and I, I, I think from a fundamental like filmmaking point of view, looking at how those differences come into play is interesting to watch. Like I, I'm, I'm curious from like a uh, how a film gets put together and what somebody wants versus what somebody else wants. And I like Joss Whedon's version. I, I will say, I, I, I like Jurassic. I can kind of see what the thinking was behind trying to get it more streamlined. Like there was certainly more attempts at like reining this in, but it's, but it, it, it doesn't work because it feels like the vision of two competing filmmakers uh, where, you know, Zack Snyder's vision is somber and, and yeah. Matt, as you kind of pointed to uh, a reflection of um, the battle of the gods Joss Whedon's approach is like, what is the human side of these people? Like, how can we make Aquaman tell a funny joke when he's on like the lasso of truth? You know, like it's, it's, it's goofy because it's like, how can we humanize these people? And that's his two competing visions because that's not fundamentally in the DNA of Zack Snyder's vision of this film. And it's like, without a doubt, this is a bitter execution of that. It's just, were we interested enough to come back to this movie at all? Like, and, and the question I asked when we did justice league is like, there are so many other things we could be devoting our time to. And, and we're devoting another four. And, and that was, you know, like I said it before, that's my issue is this like, do we need to like be on? We, we don't fundamentally, there's nobody telling us, there's nobody who dictates what this podcast should do. So we don't need, like, we're not getting paid to do this. Mm-hmm. No one like, you know, Wait, we're not getting paid to do this. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What is this? I'm shit, talking Shahir? to y'all for free. All right, all right, all right. We're all the chicks are in the mail, but the I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. There's so Here's... much stuff we could be talking about. Of course, you know, but but this is this is the thing. This is more, in my opinion, important to talk about for the for the weirdly enough, the sort of industry and spectacle side of things. Whether or not we like this version better or not, it's whatever. Because we didn't really like the version before. We probably weren't going <laughs> to like this one anyway. Fool me once, it's, it's, you know, kind of but thing. But hold on. It's a <laughs> cultural touch point that I find it's it's construction, it's its onus, how it came to being very interesting. It's also, to be perfectly honest, really fun for me to dissect a unchained creative doing a thing with the thing they say they like like and and i i've enjoyed sort of i i didn't enjoy like as a movie to sort of get lost in i did not enjoy it again i think the 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 script this sort of getting to my final thoughts the script never landed the characters never felt real everyone was every character was an idea not a person and i think a lot of that came from um 
the fact that we learn nothing about anybody through conversation, with the exception of maybe one Aquaman uh, scene, everything is is exposition or narration over slow mo footage. Like whenever we learn something, it's someone tell like telling another character or just the audience off screen a narration of what's going on. And I'm like, you're not you're not letting these for for four hours that you're supposed to get more depth. You're not letting these characters do much interaction, like actual yeah. interaction. I think that's where it loses me. I, I quoted this. This is where I'll end my thoughts here. The 2017 version was a dumpster fire, right? This is just the dumpster. I think dumpsters are important. We use them in life. We need them to have our society the way it is. But I don't want to spend four hours, two minutes, and 13 seconds in one. But, but, and I think that's where I land. But have we become the, 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 the looky-loo the standing fire. outside the dumpster fire? Um, oh, yeah, we're those assholes, but Calling okay. out friends and saying, hey, come check this out. Yes. We're the one throwing <laughs> stuff in it to keep it going. Yeah, that's, we're, we're throwing the trash in it to keep it going. Exactly, that's we're we fueling are. the flames with our. Well, it's hot not a, air. it's not on fire anymore. Now we're just filling the dumpster. Uh, Gerard, what are what are your sort of your final thoughts on this? I mean, to me, I think you guys should have done it because this is one of the first times I think the fanboys won. You know, like this is the first time I feel like the people them this literally. This is the one of the first times the viewers got enough willpower to get the studios to change and give them something they want. Whether or not the outcome is good or not, it shows that at least at one point in history, the studio was like, all right, we'll listen to the audience, you know? And we got to see a director do his extended director's cut of his vision, which I'm kind of curious of like what happens now. Like, will there be someone else who gets to do their vision like is there a cut of jaws that steven spielberg really wanted to do and it's like more i saw that um i don't know if you guys uh heard but the the, the rumor when i was a kid is that mrs Doubtfire wasn't supposed yeah. to be a kid's movie yeah it was like it was a yeah it was like a super version but like apparently you know chris columbus is like there is a r-rated version of it that exists you know it's like do we get to see that do we get to see these these original takes of these things that we saw before, and will that make a movie go from being bad to better, or a movie go from great to being worse? Like I, listen, I like movies, so I want to see what a director really wanted, and I like to see what people reined him in. Like this, this really good movie that used to scare the hell out of me, and I haven't seen it as an adult. Um, Event Horizon, of course. Yeah. Um, I've spoken yeah, to yeah. the writer of Event I, Horizon. We like weirded it out for a night. What yeah. I I have I when have he holds his eyeballs out. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god! Of course, it terrifies me. Terrifying, yeah, yeah. So terrifying. Sam Neil so is never but then, but then <laughs> I watched this this doc. First off, guys, I've been in a YouTube hold of just like watching like things you didn't know about this whatever movie, yeah. and they talk about the, the director and I think yeah the writer and he goes like what the shots they actually filmed and they had to take out and I'm like. This movie would have been even crazier yeah. if the director got to do what he wanted. I'm like, I want to see that cut. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm here for it. I'm happy people got a chance to see it. Listen, I love Batman. So anytime you put him on screen, I'm you're there. It. Um, but I think this movie wasn't good. <laughs> uh, I like again, and the thing is, like, I don't think it was good. But also, like, I'm happy Zach got to do it. But like, I also I'm like, I definitively know I don't want to see the rest of his version. Yes. Like and now we know. I I know I don't want to see. I don't want to see a second movie where like somehow they invade and I gotta watch a third movie that's all a wasteland. I now know that I am not 
a viewer who wants to see an entire CGI movie. Like at least Avengers will shoot some stuff on a set, mm. or at least they're or at least their um their 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 uh special effects are good enough that I can't tell that every scene is just green screen. Mm. Yeah. It looked like I was watching Cool World <laughs> and except for I'm looking at Brad Pitt like, being cast in this uh, movie. Brad Pitt trying yeah. to have sex with a cartoon. I'm looking at like these superheroes on a, uh, uh, a video game screen. I was like, God damn. But anyway, that's me. It's like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Look, I, I, I think um, fundamentally I, I'm uh, in terms of that question about like, uh, this is the first time the fans won. I think the fans have been winning for like since 2008, since the first Iron Man and dark Knight and all that stuff. I think fans have been winning for, for a while on comic book properties. Uh, I'm not, you know, like the 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 question Martin Scorsese kind of posed about what kind of cinema is this, um, you know, versus the kind of cinema that he believes in, I think is 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 fundamentally where for me the interest lies in this, which is that you know there are there are other things to talk about and that that aren't comic book related that will not you know see a director's cut version of um, ever or money will not be pumped into, and that's just the economy of the world. That's totally fine. Um, I, I did have a curiosity to sort of see what was happening because the, the hashtag was so, was so big and everyone was talking about it and it became the water cooler moment. But do I, did I care that I actually saw it? Not really. Um, and do I, do I recommend anybody see this? Not at all. Um, this is like a hard pass, you know, for me is like, we, we've already done this and we've done it two or three times now. And it's like, are we kind of, <laughs> Matt, here's a question for you. Are we sure. definitively, if Zack Snyder's success is complete and total and overwhelming, that it that it draws into existence the the nightfall, uh, the nightmare movies where you know we mm-hmm, we mm-hmm, see the resolve mm-hmm. oh of Batman and the Joker no. and Deathstroke sure, sure, sure. and Mirror wandering the desert? Are we kind of definitively saying we don't need to do those? Like, yes, we are. are, you, are you good just with that? just are, like are, are, I'm saying you, that I'm on record. I'm, it's recorded. I'm recording it on my system. We have it in a lot of different places. Just like we did Star Wars, man. Just like well, we, we said did every we, we... single Star Wars movie. <laughs> no, like, I know, but fuck. at the end, listen, listen, listen to me. At the end of it, I said at the oh, very sorry, least, at the very least, we're skipping the next one because <laughs> it was just that was that bad. Awesome. Wait, can I just do one comment? I. I hear what Martin is saying, but I don't think he is a filmmaker who gets to say that because he still gets superhero budgets. And what he does with that is, is he made a three and a half hour movie that no one really liked. Yeah. So my thing is this. So so, the other thing is it's like a three and a half hour movie that you are far between isn't superhero based that is pleasing a fan. It's like it's an interesting movie from a hotel. But but, but tell me out that that movie in particular did not please a lot of people. Now, if you're going to talk about like this was Christopher Nolan saying this, who I understand star superhero movie, who is able to make blockbuster films from his own IP and not relying on. And this is I'm, I'm not calling him like hacky, but my thing is Martin is going to make a certain type of movie like like Woody Allen is going to make a certain type of movie. And my thing is, I understand if you're like, more things need to be made, more voices need to be made. No one was checking for superhero movies at first. It was literally a thing that people thought was stupid and didn't work until fans and people who grew up reading comics was like, I'm going to invest in this thing. I like this thing. Marvel used to be over a goddamn (laughs) car dealership in an office. All right. So no one gave them credit. And when I hear people like him talk about it, it's like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but you 
You as a creator, you as a director can't say that because you are given the budget. You are giving as much promotion, especially when it came to the Irishman as a Marvel movie. And it's like, the thing is, is that the movie you created, people were like, all right. Again, <laughs> I, 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 you, if, if it was, if it was, if it was anybody, if it was, if, if, it, Barry if it was, was any this, up example, and coming director, filmmaker. if Barry Jenkins, it would be different. It would be different because again, he doesn't get the same, Spike Lee even talked about it. It's like, yo, if I'm making a movie, as Martin's making a movie for the same company, Martin's going to get $250 million to de-age Robert De Niro, which, guys, if this was a movie, here, I'm pretty sure if you made that movie, you would be like, you know what? I'm going to have Robert in the older scenes, but I'm going to cast a younger person because you know how Robert got on? Robert played the fucking young version well, of Martin. Is, you know what I'm like saying? a 60-year-old, 20-year-old. Like, I think what Martin Scorsese, there's a great art, um, video essay about the decay of cinema. And, <laughs> That's how he and, was punching. Martin Scorsese has an article where he talks about this, and it, and and his point here really has to do with kind of fundamentally the reason we did this film, which is that it's all about the algorithm right now. It's not about curation of individual films or individual stories that are made from unique perspectives that other people don't get to make. It is about the it is about the algorithm that says. Superman is big. There's a lot of people interested in Superman. Here's some more Superman for you. Here's some more Lion King for you. Here's some more Aladdin for you. I don't need a privileged <laughs> man telling me how broke people but, but, live, especially if you are benefiting from being a part of the problem. But he's also fundamentally someone that has worked to preserve the Institute of Cinema over his entire career. This is not a... This is not a How? Do you How? know what Sweet? Martin Scorsese does for the preservation of film? Educate me. Ed educate he me. He is one of the main curators of historical preservation of archiving of cinema to this day. Not his films, but every other film. Our audience, I'm having my own personal King Kong versus Godzilla let them fight moment. I am Ken Watanabe right now. This is amazing. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. he... Okay, he so he okay so I'm I'm okay if he archives that, films, but he also promotes other filmmakers. He goes out and produces filmmakers whose work hasn't been seen. He will produce as much work as possible and will and will talk about. Have you ever heard Martin Scorsese talk about movies for just a second? My, my thing, and this I'm be, I want to be very specific right. about this. I do believe he's a fan of films. I do love the way he comes up. But if you're saying here, and and and, I, and, I, and I'm I'm trying to because I get it, but a creator, and also let, let's let's play it, let's play it, let's play it down the line. If Martin, if Martin is out here being like, I'm a champion, new directors to do this, this, and this all the time. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know who else does that on a grand scale? Marvel does it too. Like literally, if I'm looking at if I'm looking at people of color specifically, directors who get a shot. That no offense, I know Mar I know Martin ain't checking fucking four. <laughs> it's like I'm looking at right now. Marvel has an Asian female director doing a superhero movie. Has a black woman directing a superhero movie. Had a black man direct a superhero movie that broke records. And at the end of the day, I love that both of these people are doing that, but just like Martin cultivated his style of making like Irish people and mobsters look cool, Marvel was like, oh, we have a thing to make superheroes look cool. They did the same fucking thing. The one difference is the other isn't shitting on the other one. 
And the thing about it at that is I'm looking at people now, now have an opportunity who look like me. When it comes to like Disney Plus, when it comes to these other options and getting a chance to tell stories, whereas I'm like, this is different. And my thing is I understand people are like, oh, it's changing the it's it's making things like eventizing. I get it. I do get it. But at that point, Martin, then you gotta keep fighting and not just do the rent. I'm not yeah. showing this man. But it, it, it's hard. Hear, I love hearing this. him say that. It's hard yeah. for me. It, it really, I, really is hard for me because it's like listening to Jeff Bezos talk about we need to get health care <laughs> for um workers. It's like, yeah, bitch, you give the motherfuckers the health care. Look, I understand where you're coming from. And Martin Scorsese is not going to be a filmmaker that you ne- traditionally associate with the uh, with the promotion of filmmakers of color, for example, but he does support a lot of filmmakers. Go to his IMDb, IMDb page, look at the films that he lends his name to that don't get vocal. I think more fundamentally as well, Martin Scorsese is a person who believes and loves cinema and works actively to engage with the preservation, promotion of cinema. And his he, argument he is... He enjoys the, a type of cinema. No, he enjoys cinema full stop. Well, like this is a man doesn't. who doesn't. Like this is a man who knows more about movies than the three of us put together. Great, in no, a hundred totally years will ever know. But he doesn't enjoy all cinema. He, I don't think anyone enjoys all cinema. Uh, what what are you uh, what are you saying by that? What he, are you? What he are you, doesn't like Marvel movies, which is totally fine. Marvel movies are cinema, whether Martin Scorsese or any of us like it or not. <laughs> I think his point there that got fucking implode was that was that he said it's a different kind of experience than what I grew up watching and what I like to go see. Which is fine. Yeah. He 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 no 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 no. I would have no problem if he said, he said that. I would have no problem. He didn't just say that. He dug at this look, man, like you have every opinion you want. <laughs> My simple thing is it, like and this is talking about him as like I I, I totally get it. I, I really do. But for me, it's becoming hard watching people shit on a thing. And I'm like, at one point, you got to adapt. Now, I'm not saying you need to event. Fuck that. The Irishman was an event <laughs> film. Like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? It's like, it was. It was It was everywhere. And the thing is, it's like, yes, people should hear. You liked it. People enjoyed it. But it was an event. It had a budget that most superhero movies don't fucking get. And it's like, what are you saying? Wait, what are you saying? Like, that's my problem. Martin Scorsese. Like, what are you saying about shit? It's like, I don't... I, and also, my thing about him, too, is like, when I'm talking about movies, okay, we, like, who are we bigging up in some of these movies? All right, and we're going to talk about, like, Marvel movies, like, how they're, like, not movies you grew up with. All right, are we going to talk about, like, The Wolf of Wall Street? Like, how do we how do we make a movie that low-key puts, a glamorizes a person who robs so many motherfuckers? Are we going to talk about J. Edgar Hoover, which also, J. Edgar Hoover was, can suck a, a dick. Movie, it's like, I... Oh, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that, too. I'm Never mind. I'm fighting a lot of things. Never out. mind. Never mind. Okay, my bad. My bad. I was just mad. I was just mad. My bad. But there's a, my there's a lot to dissect here. I think my point here on this... Is there's a lot of other movies we could be talking about? I, do we need? Do we need? I to mean, come I back think we this? just did that. <laughs> do we need? To I come think back that's what we just well? did. Yeah. Well, hey we- everybody. Mm. Hey everybody. I love you both, mm. and I love the audience. See, he, and this has been another... the only podcast about Zack Snyder's mm. Justice League, or The Irishman, or or The Irishman, <laughs> or all the other I'm better look- films we talked about. We should. Do, um, we should- I'm looking at his IMDb to see if there's going to be another 
um, a tie in mobster movie coming up. Yep. Shahir, okay, uh, well, actually, Gerard, before I ask where people can find you, I have one last question for you. What is the better film, Zack Snyder's Justice League or The Irishman? Bruh. <laughs> to me, both of those movies is the director divulging too much into their own shit. You know, you don't watch a director when it's like this movie, like The Hateful Eight is Tarantino doing too much Tarantino. You know sure. what I mean? Like I, I, I do think Irishman is better because of the acting. Right. Um, I do think the script is a little bit better, but do I think by much? Yeah. No. Fair. I was just like, curious. No. I just want. I, I was. I literally wanted to know. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that is Gerard. the strangest comparison we will have in any conversation. It's the best. Ever. It's the best. It's the Tonight, Snyder's Justice League or The Irishman. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I hope you have nine hours. Uh, Gerard, where can folks find you when you are not gracing us with your presence? Ah, uh, man. You know, as a matter of fact, as today I'm taking an Instagram social media cleanse. <laughs> so uh, not- but you can check out our my 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 podcast, Black Men Can't Jump in yes. Hollywood, where we review movies with people of color and how it helps the cause of getting more people of color. And the thing is, it gets a little spicy. Um, it's getting kind of hard because we're starting to meet some of the people we talk yes. about. And uh, man, yeah. when, when Scorsese coming? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, it gets spicy. Ooh, it gets spicy. Um, you know what it is? It's like my Martin issue has always been this. And I think it's something personal. I, I know what it, I can tell you where what it is like, for me. It, 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 I, it's a personal thing I have with him. And I think he is a really good filmmaker. It's just that I don't think a black person could have built the career he built doing that. Sure. And by that, I mean, I don't think we could, even now, I don't think we can make mob, like gangster movies and make it feel glamorized and accept it in a way that he gets to do constantly mm-hmm. and show the levels. It, it, we could do the exact same thing with black folk and it's like, it's not the same. And I think that bothers me. And that's not necessarily him, that's more society, sure. but it, could all play it, it bothers me in a way that like, yeah. you know. And also anytime a black person's in this movie, the amount of N-words that are dropped in his movie, like, like, and I get it, I get it. It's like, it's mob and they don't like, like people don't like black people, but it's like, bruh, how many movies do I gotta see you either beat up a black person. Yes, yeah, Sam Jackson. I was going to say, the, I'm the one still mad they did that Jackson to you. Goodfellas, I think, is sort of a, is a point where I was like, oh, wait, well, how do these movie, these people of color work in his movies? But then Martin Scorsese has supported Spike Lee. You know, I think I think he produced Clockers as well. Um, you know, like... I mean, yeah, like, he's producing I, the new Mike Tyson. Yeah, I mean, doc. I, I, I think it. the issue here is Martin Scorsese definitely, like, everyone benefits from whiteness. You know, like he he benefits from whiteness, no doubt about yeah. that. Um, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. this is this veered into a direction I was we, not expecting. We, we veered it differently. Shahir, what we had to address? Oh, him. I'm sorry, no, I just had. No, once fair. you brought him up, it was like if you would have quoted, if you would have quoted Christopher Nolan to somebody else, I would have let it go. But it was like that that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher I, Nolan I, I, still I, is a producer on Justice League, by the way. So, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Shahir, when you are not uh, course correcting us back to a film that you had no interest in watching, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me driving on the wrong side of the freeway on my website, <laughs> www.shahirdad.com. That's H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com. Matt, when you are dragging us back down the well of the Snyder verse, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me trying to find the highway you're on to put you back on the right side of the road right. over on my website. <laughs> 
M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-R-O-L for my life and works. Also, Skeletor, the number four, P-R-E-Z on Instagram and PSN and Emperor MSK on Twitter. Please also check out the good works we are doing over at Extra Credits this week. Uh, uh, next week will be... Uh, oh, we're doing uh, an Extra Credits episode on how uh, evil races in games are bad design. It's not just a racist thing. There was a whole thing with orcs oh. and D&D &D and a couple other things. But also, beyond the fact that, yes, it's racist... Uh, it's also just bad for your game in general. We break that down for you. Isn't there and a then game we're... called uh, full, uh, Two Days in Fallujah or something that's just come out? Oh, Six Days in Fallujah Six is a days. fucking trash fire yeah. from what I understand. I need to do more research. Six but that Days is... in Fallujah? It's, it, look it up and be sad. It's <laughs> fucking, I don't, I, I need to do more research before I fully like go ham on it. Um, I actually just retweeted a thing. There's a petition about the game. It's, it's fucking weird. And I don't know, the military complex in video games is frightening. And movies. Um, and movies and everywhere. Hey, life's great. Good thing we have superheroes to save us, right, guys? <laughs> oh, guys, yeah. get your vaccine shots if you can get them. Stay inside. Uh, oh, mask and, and up. Before we, social distance. <laughs> before we go, Shahir, we have we actually have homework for everybody, right? Like we have we have films that we're doing coming oh, yeah, up next. Yeah, yeah. So we we're should thinking, tell them. I think we're going to try and Ooh. catch up with the Oscars uh, in the yep. next few weeks, as we always tend to do. Um, I initially kind of thought, oh, maybe we should just do the best foreign film uh, nominees, but I think that's going to be a little bit challenging because some of them are difficult to watch. Uh, but we're going to do, I think next week is going to be The Trial of the Chicago 7, followed mm -hmm. by The Father, and then we'll try and mm -hmm. probably get what is the front runner in the best foreign film, and that is Thomas Vinterberg's uh, Another Round. But I just saw Mong Hong Chuk Chung's film A Son, which is on Netflix streaming right now. And I will say, unequivocally, if you have the opportunity and the time to see that that is a movie everyone must see uh it's absolutely what movie? amazing what movie um, a son a son uh absolutely son. phenomenal film um so yes we will be uh coming up to, you know like following the heels of the oscars because because yeah. that's how we got to justice league as well and we're here, and here i will say of course and uh speaking of the clicks or of the lack thereof i do want to be talking about mortal Kombat when it comes out in <laughs> april so we'll get oh, there too. oh boy listen i'm coming <laughs> You want to come I'm back? Coming. You want to come back? For, all right. I'm. I. I will see that movie in theaters if I can. Yeah. <laughs> like same. I'm here. If for I it. can, I don't know if I'll be able to. But anyway, Jarrah, uh, thank you again so much. Everybody, thank have you. a have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your week, and we will talk at you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.